Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Stephen. And this is In a Barbie World. A podcast where we look at every Barbie movie from 1987 to the present day. From fairy tales to literary classics. From Mariposa to Mamadia. It's time to get unboxed. Readjust your lippy. Rock the ball gown. And let's get our Barbie on. It is 2001 and Barbie's very first motion picture movie is coming out direct to DVD. It's a very exciting time for Mattel um, in that it's a terrible time for Mattel because brats have come out and they're super sexy and all the kids are like, hell yeah, I got a passion for fashion. And Barbie's like, I do not have that. I am white and has always been and always will be and very boring and chaste. And apparently all the kids were like, ew, because her sales were beginning to decline in the 1990s. Um, so obviously what do you do when everything starts to fail? You make a movie. Because I think the idea behind it was that if they make a movie, they can sell all of the toys from the movie. Where, like, the storytelling within the narrative of the film translates over to the toys. So then all of a sudden you need all the toys to be able to interact with this level of storytelling and this story play. I don't know what it's called. But you know how dolls work. And... Basically, the movie's a one big advertising venture for it. Much like Barbie and the Rockers was, but this is different. This feels different. It's it's coming from a different place. Um, and it's coming from a different style of animation as well. Uh, so, yeah. They start, as you yeah. said before we started recording, in this post-Shrek world. Well, well absolutely. So 2001's when Shrek comes out as well. The movie, yeah. So, so, so this is, I guess, I guessing this is the back end of that year. I mean, Shrek, obviously, mm. the books have been a thing for a decade before that, but yeah, you know, this, this, the successful sort of postmodern retelling of fairy tales and classic stories is very on point with Hot. with the kids' market at the moment, mm -hmm. um, and using CGI to do it as well. Yeah, no. That's... Instead of traditional hand-drawn animation. Mm, I mean, let's not pretend that these films are up to Shrek or Toy Story <laughs> or anything quality of CGI animation, but the ability to do it. So, <laughs> I come from a world of um, boys' toys and Transformers, and we had um, Transformers Beast Wars, right, in or around this time, and that's shite compared to this. <laughs> 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 that's like um you know rendered in a commodore amiga or something and and things barely move and it's all very poly polygonal and the like this is this isn't bad but it ain't it ain't sort of yeah. dreamworks or anything like that going on and nor should no, it be yeah because it, 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 it's not trying to be it's trying to sell toys and when you mm. think of it as that they're very good that is the, there's a reason i'm doing this podcast with you it's because from what i understand these movies are great and like they have absolutely no need to be other than the fact it was trying to resurrect a toy line that was slowly dying having been around for like 60 odd years but you know no one needed these movies to be good they just needed to be sparkly and pretty surely but people put effort into them and they well, thought they about them 
they, they certainly did. I mean, as as this podcast goes on, we maybe might, won't feel quite the same about all the films yeah. in the series. But these first few, you know, we, we get some big names attached to them. Um, so um, Tim Curry, Angelica Houston, you know, they they'll, they'll turn up. Um, they get real orchestras to do the real music. They get yeah. motion capture in to do ballet stuff. Um, all the while smartly making sure that Barbie, however pseudo-realistic this is, she's still a doll. You know, not yeah. quite not quite the doll from the Toy Story story <laughs> movie, <laughs> which I suppose are, are, are also, she exists within that world as well, of course, doesn't she? Yeah, but they don't see that as part of her movie franchise. No, 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 no spin-offs there for us either. <laughs> but, um, it, yeah, it's to sell a toy, but they don't make it so, 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 so she still looks like the doll. Yeah, mm. you've still got a restricted level of movement. You know, you can still, kids can still play with the dolls while watching the movies. Um, mm-hmm. There's still very, I don't know, I delved into the, I'd love to look at the DVDs and the extras and things like that are on them. And, you know, there's some very basic DVD games on there, dressing up and colouring in and things like that. Yeah, um, and... They, they've picked these sort of fairy tales and I think what we'll see for the first few movies now it's probably worth saying I've seen the first three movies of the Barbie franchise before but I've never seen beyond that so every assumption I'm making is based on the title and the poster um, you've seen probably a fair few more than I have I think Stephen um, I, I, I have although there's a whole world of them that i haven't seen um yeah (laughs) there's getting on for 40 of these now but yes i as my kids my kids were born in 2000 2002 so i was and there was like one to two a year of these coming out so they were and quite often christmasy movies so they were quite a good stocking filler so certainly the first eight i'm pretty much Mm -hmm. i've seen um, I've seen them. Nice. I might not have watched them beginning to end. I might have zoned in and out of them, but I've obviously had them on multiple times because that's what they yeah. are. That's um, but I, but I think yes, I think they get a little less um, good. Yeah, maybe more like a <laughs> traditional guess. cartoon. Hard hard to say. We might find some classics. We'll in find them. out. But I I'm, guess. Yeah. I'm, Who knows? I'm, I'm very aware of. Of sort of through to sort of the mermaid and Pegasus ones. Um, after that, I think it changes. And there's mm-hmm. uh, and 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 they're the ones that made apparently the first ten made seven hundred no yeah seven hundred million dollars. Wow. That's the first. So it worked. Uh, that's fundamentally, first. like Mattel's idea worked, and, that... and it's smart because we'll see. The the same structure and characters will be coming up. You've got Barbie, who will be voiced by Kelly Sheridan um, until 2010, when she'll be replaced by Diana Carina, although she returns again in 2012, I think, because there was a huge mm-hmm. uproar, um, until 2015. And then she's been re- she was replaced in 2015 by Elizabeth uh, Erica Lindbeck, and she's been voicing Barbie ever since. But she- Kelly Sheridan is, like, classic Barbie for me. She's such a good voice actor. Um, so there'll be Barbie. Barbie has, like, uh, Shelley and Tommy, who are, like, the small ones, a boy and a girl. She's obviously got her Ken. There'll always be a villain. And then there's a m- numerous amount of animal sidekicks. 
and often as well a, a horse carriage and some sort of play set that's a castle or a tower or a lake or something that you can make into a plastic model and sell to children for eighty nine ninety nine. Almost um, as if you could use the same moulds every year to, <laughs> to 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 put together. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it's it, it. There's there's Barbie couple of freakishly strangely shaped so children characters and and, <laughs> and, 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 and and there's a mouth there's a prince and 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 tonight or today tonight i don't know when you're listening to this kind listener but yes the, i would say the male character this week is particularly freakish because what i like to do when we watch the films i like to go on ebay and have a look at the dolls oh, yeah. and how much they are and i yeah the nutcracker doll there is a there is a male doll, which is one of the creepiest things I've ever it's, seen. <laughs> yeah, I never got the male dolls. I have the Sugar Plum Princess um, doll mm. for this one, and she is unplayed with. Or, like, if she was played with, she was, like, very carefully played with. Um, and she is very beautiful. She has, like, glittery dress, a corset with, like, lace and pink ribbon she's got these shoes that are constantly pointed and her hair is like curled and gorgeous and it comes with this huge clip-on golden crown she's beautiful her arms bend so you can make her into ballet poses they really like so smart i mean there's a little piece that you sent me about making barbie and the nutcracker and it opens with tim curry and who is in the movie as we'll go on to talk about and he's quoted saying um barbie and the nutcracker which is the first movie that we will be discussing today is genius because if there are two things little girls want to be in this world it's a barbie and be a ballerina and to quote james a caster never before have i been so offended by something i 100 percent agree with <laughs> Like, <laughs> he's right, and I hate him. <laughs> yeah, I take um, that back. I can never hate Tim Curry, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, yeah. Sometimes things are yeah are, are unfortunately true. And little five yeah. to eight year old girls do love dolls and fairies and ballet. And and as a father of two girls, I've sat through all that. The good news yeah. is to everybody is that very few of them carry on to be ballerinas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yep. Saturday and morning TV becomes more of a priority. <laughs> it, it, it does. Thank, thank, thank heaven, because there's um, <laughs> b- ballet is, is, is one of the arts I personally don't really understand. I can appreciate the craft, but mm-hmm. there's a world of difference of watching a five-year-old do it. And I'm looking at you, oh. Shelley. <laughs> and 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 somebody who suffered for their art for twenty odd years. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's it, yeah it's yes it's 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 a um what's the what's the word you know it's a stereotype but sometimes some yeah. but some stereotypes are there because it is fundamentally true. Now, what what's feeding what is this Barbie exactly is creating the stereotype or is she just saying you know what when we say Barbie I, we mean I Mattel. see what I see yeah. And, and, yeah, and... it's like um, the famous story about how the Disney Princesses franchise came about, how a Disney executive went to a Disney on ice show and saw a bunch of little girls in homemade princess costumes. And instead of going, oh, how lovely, they really love the art that we're putting out as a company, they went, fucking hell, why aren't we making these and charging them £50 for them? Mm. So they created the Disney Princess franchise, and now you can buy a hairdryer with <laughs> the Disney Princesses on it. 
and and also another memory from this time is Toys R Us was still a thing, right? Yes. And oh that, my god, R.I.P. But a whole aisle <laughs> of at this time a whole aisle of 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 Toys R Us will be Barbie. So maybe up until this and point, it's, it's probably magical. yeah. But like, until, up... I hate I hate the stereotype, but when you turn that corner and it's hot Barbie pink mm. and you can smell the glitter and you can like it's uh, honestly like it stops your heart every time because it just it was so wonderful and you knew it was for you as well and it like I hate it I hate how they've got me you mm. know but you can't help but love it they've done a really good job of tapping into my like I don't know caveman do cavemen like Barbie probably Cave, cave woman, needs. cave woman. Cave, I don't know. Yeah. Cave person. You know what I mean. Cave I don't. No, I, I, I know what you mean. But the, 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 the my point was, is it's revitalised Barbie, and this, these, mm-hmm. these movies. Let's not kid ourselves. These movies are about selling toys, and yeah. each year there's a new toy to sell, and there's a little movie to go with it. And these movies per se don't need to make money. Mm-hmm. These movies. Yeah, straight to DVD. These movies just need to, to. Be, they probably just need the adverts on the TV for the new Barbie yeah. for the new Barbie film, which gets the little girls excited, and means that there's a ninety pound horse carriage that some parents are going to have to get. So even though Barbie herself isn't necessarily expensive, there's all now we've expanded it. There's there's yeah. there's other things to get, and they can role play the movie. And yeah, it's great. One thing I will say is, let's not assume the title of the film has much in reality to the classic stories which we are being reintroduced to (laughs) yes and no like i think that's going to be a really interesting Mm. point um yeah i like yeah (laughs) so this is barbie and the nutcracker the nutcracker being most famously a ballet uh, composed by tchaikovsky based on a story by E.T. Well, Hoffman. Tales of Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah, but that's that's the one. Yeah. So, so those of you who know their um, Michael Powell films, he did a Tales of Hoffman, uh, the ballet movie, which is probably one of the other ballet movies that people know. But yeah, he wrote the libretto, and the libretto. <laughs> if I know, now, I might be wrong on this, and hopefully we'll get lots of real angry opera and. <laughs> And ballet, ballet fans writing and telling me I'm wrong, but I believe is that it's like a it's like a short story that goes with an opera to kind of explain it to yeah. everybody. Um, so, so I think the the music itself, Tchaikovsky's mu- music, didn't necessarily have a strong story as part of that music. That's just moods and feels and things like that. Whereas the libretto then puts meat on those bones. So I think it comes afterwards. Um, so think of it like a the novelization of the opera. <laughs> yeah, of the, like, ballet and opera, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, he's big, big, big deal. So, and and I seem to remember the Nutcracker is, like, one of the sort of the classic Christmas stories, isn't it? Um, the fact yeah, that it's, it's a ballet like, is by the bar. You've got Christmas Carol and then you've got Nutcracker. And, mm. like, every year you'll be able to see the Nutcracker in some form somewhere across the world it's mm. globally Christmassy. it like yeah it's very famous and very beloved and what i love about barbie in this era is that she's 
going against the grain. So we think this is 2003. So we've come out of the Disney Renaissance where the Disney studio had their downtime and they've resurrected themselves using the Broadway structure, getting great lyricists and songwriters in and choosing original folktales. Um, it's not anything that we would think Disney would do. And they go against anything that Disney has already done, um, which I really enjoy. Like, there's no sort of crossovers yet between the two. So Barbie really gets to come into her own as a storyteller with the source material that she chooses. And I think the Nutcracker's a really brilliant um, option. And I love that they... Because they easily could have done this without ballet. Mm. But they chose to get the orchestra to play the music and a choreographer to come in and do motion capture of ballet dancing. And it's emotional. It's really great. Like, it's really fun little segments. Like, sure, the animation is a little bit clunky, but it's still you're watching people do professional ballet moves to Tchaikovsky's famous Nutcracker score without any of the problematic racism so like it's really fun oh it yes so yeah i mean i was i was going to mention that yeah the the, the nutcracker <laughs> itself has a history of you know if, if you're chinese or arabic there's some mm -hmm. there's some there's some things here which um yeah but it's more than problematic is it it's it's stereotypical racism it's very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um in the first fantasia disney's fantasia in from the 40s they they do the nutcracker suite and um, at one point they have like mushrooms that look like stereotypical sort of Chinese, mm. ancient sort of Chinese. Like it's just very like, oh, stop, stop doing that. Um, and uh, within the ballet as well, they'll often not get people from those realms or cultures and instead just sort of like black people up or you know, mm. I guess yellow face, you could call it. It's just awful. Like, even today, there's problems with that on stage. Um, but Barbie avoids that. Barbie's like, not going there. Not even going to address it. Nothing. Um, no, because because this is a completely different story that happens to involve <laughs> a nutcracker. Um, set at Christmas. Um, I, 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 I don't want to rush into talking into the film. because No, let's do it. So, so to me... This is this is Barbie's inception because Ooh. we have we have layers upon layers of story. <laughs> we have we do we have the you, you know where I'm coming from, right? We have this opening uh -huh. we have this opening framework which appears in the first first few of the films actually, where Barbie is basically babysitting Shelley. Is Shelley her little sister, or are they just? Is it have I got that right? Is it Shelley or is it Kelly? Oh, I can't remember now. It might be Kelly. There is a Shelley, I think. But I think this Oh, it is Kelly. Kelly. It is Kelly. Yes, this is Kelly. They look the yeah. same. One of these freaky... Apologies, Shelley. Which one of these Shelley? freaky child Barbie things with a big head that... Yeah, that's not quite as bad as a um, Monster High but or, or Brat. I think they both look the same. I think. They look exactly the same. <laughs> I think but they do. Barbie Kelly. So Kelly Roberts is the younger sister of Barbie, Skipper and Stacy. Remember, there are four sisters away and the older sister of Chrissy. Um, uh. So there's one, two, three, four, five siblings, five Barbie siblings. Barbie, Skipper, Stacy, Kelly and Chrissy. Kelly was introduced in 1995 and oh, she was retired in 2010. R.I.P. Kelly replaced by Chelsea. 
Ah. So that was something to look out for. Also known as Shelley in certain countries. Ah. So I wonder if the UK have her as Shelley. Why change it? What a bizarre! It's not as if it's like a a regional. It's not like Madison because you don't come across many Madisons in the UK. But yeah, I think yeah. What a weird! I thought it was Shelley. Right. Okay. Anyway, Barbie and one of her younger sisters are doing something in this in this episode, this film. They're they're doing some ballet stuff, and and Shelley Kelly is being a bit of a brat. It's like, yeah, I don't know how to do it. And she's then, not being a brat. She's just struggling oh, to get the it's steps. Really, it's so hard. <laughs> only six to learn. Get on with it, girl. Anyway, <laughs> Barbie then decides to tell a story to her little sister, to which is going to give a moral. And she goes and tells a story of, oh, God, what's um Clara. Clara. Clara, played by Barbie, um, who lives with her uncle. Grandfather yeah, and her grandfather. Bra- and her bratty little brother, which Tommy, the- yeah, who's a little git, um, who again though isn't in the lineup. Of is he not in the doll the, lineup? The Barbie siblings. Yeah. Hang on, who is Barbie? Oh, t- hang on. Does he does he only t- exist in this film? T- no, because he exists in the next film as well. Oh, here we go. Oh 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 oh. Tommy is Ken's younger brother, but in this particular, like, ah, but but he's playing, he's playing the role because remember this is Inception, so remember we're now in a story within our framework of our story. But don't worry because in a minute we're going to be in another story inside this story. This is. Christopher Nolan must have looked at this and thought, I'm having Whoa. this. I'm having this. All we're missing is a spinning top. because, And this is yeah. a film for five to eight-year-old girls, right? Yeah. There is some... Complicated. Complicated stuff going on. <coughs> and that's what, that, was, that was my note that I wrote on this. I said, this is, this is more complicated <laughs> than Inception. If I put... You know, it's quite simple to understand, really. It's all very linear and it like, a, like an onion, yeah? Yeah. Just layers, but actually, if you're a kid, you're asking a lot of a kid to understand that that Barbie is also that. Cl- oh, and let's not forget, she's also the Barbie we've got in our hands that we're playing with as we're watching this. So that's a fourth level. So that Barbie Which, is honestly, this Barbie, is like... this Clara, is that Clara. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Blew my mind. <laughs> and don't worry, wow. because when we, when we actually get to the world of the Nutcracker, there's even more freaky shit going down. So this is. Well, I mean, this movie opens with a lot of the early ones have lovely opening credit scenes where they play music from the film, which in this case is the Nutcracker Suite itself, to animation that may become relevant later on. The Nutcracker starts off hopefully where they don't intend to continue because it's terrifying, it's horrible, it's it's mm. really ghastly. They've got, like, Shelley Kelly fairies that are, like, horribly animated, like, cleaning off, like, frosted glass and peering directly down into the camera lens while it's like... Dun, dun, dun. And you're like, no, this is scary. <laughs> She's uh, from my nightmares. <laughs> they um... are. That, that, yeah, they, those those sort of child fairy things are creepy. And get even creepier as the film goes on. So it's not, it's not a great yeah. start, is it? Um, <clears throat> but what's really great is that it, it sort of starts out like the original Nutcracker, from what I understand, whereby... Um, it's Christmas time and Drosselmeyer is a local toy maker, I think, who's like also sometimes a wizard. 
and he gives Clara the Nutcracker. Uh, but in here, she's a really cool aunt who like goes traveling and like is magic so and like I'm, really cool. I'm struggling. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's going to be Christmas. Clara lives with her grandfather, who's Drosselmeyer now, and her bratty younger brother, and then an aunt turns up. Is it her grandfather or is it her uncle? Well, in the Wikipedia says uncle, uh, grandfather. Uh, grandfather. And, and that yeah. might make more sense because I thought it was uncle as well. Because then I couldn't, he'd be related I couldn't, to Elizabeth, the aunt. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't place the family tree together. I was no. struggling to think, you know, obviously they're not going to talk about dead parents and stuff like that, which <laughs> I'm sure has gone on here. But yeah. I, she she refers no she refers to the grandfather so Elizabeth refers to the grandfather as uncle that's right and I, then mm-hmm. I thought well who's related to who how is yeah. Elizabeth related to um to to, to Barbie to Clara Does uh, it, I couldn't I, it's her untangle aunt, it so it must be her mother's sister or her father's <laughs> sister but so why would Drosselmeyer be her by, by be the uncle of Elizabeth. I think he should be her cousin. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was no, it's probably her dad. But yes, that's yeah. Unless it was only by marriage. So it, if Drosselmeyer it, had, let's say, Elizabeth, and then like another child, mm, and that other child gave birth to Clara and Tommy. Clara. So then she's Aunt Elizabeth, and he's Grandfather Drosselmeyer. They're both Drosselmeyer. But he, but he should be the father. Of Elizabeth, and she doesn't call him dad; she calls him uncle. Oh my god! This is so. so but let's not worry too much about that because there's <laughs> there's levels of sadness in this story. Like where where are all the missing relatives? And there's a lot missing. Um, that, that, that that's not there. And it's Christmas, and Tommy's only young. But that might explain he's away some of his brattish right. behaviour. He's probably just yeah. you know, acting out, isn't he? Due to due to the. Is terrible accident which befell both his parents yeah (laughs) um but i love aunt elizabeth i'm not sure i mean (laughs) she says i'm not sure um just googling it now uh oh i don't think there was i don't think there was a doll of aunt elizabeth well she's she's a very progressive young lady for the time she's awesome i want a doll of aunt elizabeth drosselmeyer but i don't seem to be able to have what the fuck, Barbie? That does seem to be a missing one because she's a pretty cool cat. Because she's about so this is set in I don't know. So I call them. Um, I don't know what when this era is so like. So I don't know. I guess it's meant to be early nineteenth century, something like that. Yeah, she's a yeah, whole, like she, Victorian era ish. She's she's out there traveling around China, and doing all kinds of things which Drosselmeyer yeah. really doesn't approve of. Um, this is the kind of progressive character that girls should be looking up to absolutely and i think it's really cool um that that they made her a woman because it instantly passes the vector <coughs> test like mm. <laughs> instantly um because they talk about like going to china or whatever yeah you can't get an aunt elizabeth drosselmeyer doll what the actual shit barbie I am so disappointed in you. Because she's a really fun character. She comes in, she's worldly, she's great. You have the classic grandfather going like, oh, women learning, don't listen to her, Clara. 
And it's like, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Um, and she gives her the Nutcracker doll, uh, which I always thought is like a really shit present because I didn't eat nuts until I was like in my 20s. And Clara's meant to be like 14. Here we can assume she's more like 16. Either way, a nutcracker? It's not really like a toy. It's like an ornament at best. And it doesn't even and... look a very efficient at cracking nuts, frankly. No. <laughs> They'd be very small nuts that cracker would be able to nut. Yeah. Um... Um, so it's just a bit of a shit toy and obviously I think the wider thing is that I've given you a, a, a cursed prince and you have to go on an adventure to save him I think that's what the Nutcracker's about it is um, I think but yeah just on the surface it's like wow thanks Aunt Elizabeth fucking didn't find any dresses or fucking I don't know journals when you were out there just fucking bit, bits, of, okay. bits of jade something like that <laughs> yeah. something, something nice it's just like a, bit, a nutcracker done up in the I don't know in sort of a, some kind of pseudo British army outfit yeah yeah more more on this later <laughs> because <Yeah>. this, this <laughs> film exists in a very strange place <laughs> in the world <laughs> yeah in history but yes we'll we'll get to that but yeah what does she give tommy she gives tommy um little soldiers a oh, little major right. mint and a captain candy that's right yes of course which obviously feeds into later um yeah. so so you know he, he, he's got boys toys Barbie's just too old for toys. She's going to have a nutcracker. So you're going to have a nut, a kitchen appliance dressed up as an ornament. Yeah. Um, for you. Um, so she falls asleep in the arms of the nutcracker, which is a bit strange again because it's for cracking nuts. Hang on, it's you've forgotten. Like cuddly... Tommy the Brat oh, breaks the nutcracker. Let's... Of course he does. This is, this is important. That's who too. To the plot. <laughs> to the plot, yes. So, yes, because he's a little brat, he goes, I want the nutcracker. Because obviously having soldiers isn't enough and he breaks the arm off. But it's okay because Barbie fixes it. Oh, La- Clara fixes it. Clara puts it in a sling. She puts mm. a sling on the old nutcracker that, being that, like, that'll do. That's how to fix wooden toys. Puts... And if we assume that he's a cursed prince and he can feel everything despite being a wooden toy, mm. having his arm break off must have been excruciatingly painful. Um, so that's quite dark. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Um, and then everyone just sort of chills out and goes. Um, because then Clara falls asleep. And then that's when the second inception starts. Because the owl on the top of the clock, who has the voice of her aunt, is like, Hoo-hoo! adventure awaits or something like she's like call to adventure clara because a little mouse hole in the distance has started like glowing green and if you're gonna do a thing for the first time to try and resurrect a brand if you're gonna make it animated even if you're not basically what i'm saying is if you want anything to be good you get tim curry Mm. and they got tim curry and therefore it's good because he is the mouse king and he is fabulous he certainly he's being everything tim curry needs to be there's some scenery to be chewed up oh yeah uh nom 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 you won't have heard of anybody else in this movie but you will know (laughs) (laughs) the whole budget went on mr curry but and he's perfect 
Because he's so he, he is a pantomime villain writ large, isn't he? Yeah. Perfectly so. He's got a little sidekick called Pim the Bat, who's played by Peter Calamis, um, who is forgettable, I'll say, because Tim Curry shines so much mm. um, that I don't think I have any notes about the bat other than the bat is everywhere. Well, um, yeah, I've got some issues with the whole bat in the story, how he becomes the Mouse King's right-hand man very fucking quickly and gains his trust very quickly. But I guess that mm. leads to more Tim Curry. is not a nice Mouse King, is he? No, not a nice Mouse King at all. Um, and I think, again, this follows the ballet where the mice come out. I always thought they were rats, but I digress. Um, the mice come out and they, like, start a fight with the Nutcracker. Mm. And Clara's like, what? I must be dreaming because she's very chill about it. She wakes up and she sees this battle ensuing between mice and nutcracker and toys in general. And she's like, gosh, what a wonderful dream. And then the mouse king shrinks her because he has this awesome weapon that can like transform into anything he wants. And it's magic and it's really cool. Um, I mean, it is the, it is the, the ultimate weapon. It it, can, it really it, is. It does anything he needs it to do. It's crazy good um, and just really fun for storytelling because obviously it's, you know, it can become a chainsaw and it can become an axe and it can become a rope. And, and it, it can, can turn everybody a into a statue and... that it wants to. Yeah. And it can change his size <laughs> whenever he wants it to. And yeah. It's 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 brilliant and like obviously there'll be there'll be people in the comments pernicketying like oh, why didn't he do this at this point then and it's like because shut up that's why <laughs> the script didn't tell him to leave him alone it's Tim Curry um, but he's really cool and uh, yeah some shit happens for quite a long time um, and then she goes through the mouse hole doesn't she well with the no, well. It's all a bit weird, right? Because what happens now is Tim Curry and his mice gang get away. And the manic depressive that is the Nutcracker and Clara start to bond. And then the owl comes down. Because Clara's stuck at a tiny size now. The owl turns up again and goes, Twit to woo, you're going to have to go and find someone called the Sugar Plum Princess, who's the only person who can make you full size again. Convenient. That, that That's the owl in on the top of this particular grandfather clock knew that and here's a magic locket that will make you come back here when you're ready um none of this makes any sense at all because there's another bit that doesn't make any sense as we'll find out later (coughs) um the mouse king doesn't know anything about the nutcracker bloke at all no so why was he chasing him into this living room and having a full-on fight with him. Because later on, he kind of makes out he doesn't know who it is and why it's so important. But he was important enough for him to break into the human world and fight him. I think he knows who the Nutcracker is, because he... I understood that he yeah, was but... the reason the Nutcracker exists. He doesn't know who the Sugar Plum Fairy is. And what we forgot to mention... God, this I didn't realise how confusing this movie was. At the very beginning, Clara has put a decoration that is the last remaining thing from her parents on the tree and it's a little like um like china sugar plum fairy mm. which has a locket a removable locket on it but it's of christmas course. decoration but yeah. it looks like the sugar plum fairy who i'm holding in my hand to play with 
So Clara is a girl whose parents are dead who left her a Christmas ornament that she puts on the tree. When she's shrunk by the Mouse King, the owl from the top of the clock comes to life, takes the locket off the Christmas ornament and gives it to the shrunk Clara, telling her to go and find the sugar plum fairy, making no reference to the fact that the Christmas tree ornament is the sugar plum fairy. And once you've done that, she'll get you to your normal size and then you can use the locket to return. She doesn't tell her how no, it's all, it's all just and she's not the sugar plum fairy. She's a sugar plum princess. This oh, is, sorry. No, but then this is very princess. important because in the <laughs> in the Nutcracker, it is the sugar plum fairy, right? That the famous song from the ballet is is well, not song tune, is the dance of the sugar plum fairy, and they're great lengths to constantly call her the sugar plum princess. Sugar plum princess. Oh no! A princess actually comes with some other requirements other than just being sugar plummy, (laughs) i.e., to be related to some kind of royalty, which doesn't pan out. By the way, if anyone can't guess who the Nutcracker and who the Sugar Plum Princess is, even within the first ten minutes of the film, you need to get out more and read more. No, this is the thing, though. I'd even seen this movie before, and I spent the whole movie being like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to meet the Sugar Plum." princess it's gonna no! be like me and glinda at the end no! <laughs> the of Oz. it's gonna be so good and then when ken goes barbie clara you are the sugar i was like fuck what oh mate what a twist <laughs> i fell for it oh, i let mate. myself fall for it and it was so the eight-year-old girl in you was fully realized here wasn't it because this is... And I thought I was being so smart because there's a whole thing about how the Nutcracker is Prince Eric, who's like the missing prince, and everyone's constantly talking about the missing prince, and the Nutcracker's constantly like loosening his collar and being like, oh yeah, no, that guy sucks, and I'm like, I see you, <laughs> oh, no. movie. Oh, no. I see you. Barbie sees through that in about 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you're Prince Eric, aren't you? And he's like, what? And again, I think we'll see this as a theme. Some of the other films that the character Barbie's playing takes no shit with mystery. She says, "You're the fucking prince." <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> Nancy Drew, she's like fucking Velma. She's over it. She's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Prince Eric all along was the Nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have got away with it too if all of you pesky dolls. Just <laughs> <laughs> pesky fucking princesses. <laughs> Um, oh. But yeah, no, I literally, I did not see it coming. So, what we've got is, for most of us, this is a pointless quest. But a quest it is, thereof, where, 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 the Nutcracker and his occasionally damaged arm and Clara visits this new world, which is fascinatingly... A mix of CGI and traditional painted backgrounds. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. I was freaked out. I was like, where are you? Are you okay? Like, that doesn't look right. Like, yeah. it looks wrong. <laughs> it looks really, really It's like if weird. in the middle of Shrek, they'd had a 2D portrait of something. And you, you know the characters would have made reference to it in some meta way. But here, they're just like, what a beautiful town. It's so pretty. I can see the castle in the distance. Look. And I'm like, I'm looking and I don't like what I see. Why yeah. did you make this decision? Was it budget cuts? Like, surely this was more expensive. I don't know. Just... Yeah, it's and it really was, weird. I assume it was to and make inconsistent. it 
distinct. Yeah, I thought it was to make it look more magical, like different. You know, like in Van mm. Helsing, when spoilers for 2004's Van Helsing, um, when they go through the, like, they complete the map and then they go through the mirror into the other land and it's like really snowy or whatever on the other side to try and get the distinction between the two places. I thought it was a bit like that. I it think, did yeah, remind I, me I, of Van Helsing, to be I fair. Think, I think you're probably right. That's exactly why it's there. To, I wonder to... if Van Helsing got their idea from Barbie and the Nutcracker. Well, obviously, we've, we've worked out Christopher Nolan's been scribbling down notes. Every everyone gets their ideas from Barbie. We'll we'll see that more in the next episode. Um, <laughs> oh, I got a whole thing to say about the next episode. But yeah, um, to stay here, we yeah. So we're in this weird land of a mixture of animation, and it's I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I, I know I'm doing this podcast because I really enjoy the Barbie movies, but like I sort of watched them back to back, the first two, and. <laughs> This one's not great in comparison to the second one. I it's yeah, I I feel the same. I thought I I don't think I'd seen this one before, mm. so I think we probably started watching them with Rapunzel because yeah. I, I, I this is a balderdized version of the story with an overly complex it's, narrative yeah. that yeah. that's going to give us some really troublesome moments when we meet a couple of other characters in a minute because we did talk about the avoiding the Arabic. Um, and Chinese oh. stuff. We're gonna yeah. we're, we're gonna go knee deep into the British colonial history of India in a minute. Um, oh my god, I hadn't even made that fucking. I'm an idiot. I really was and, watching this movie like I was seven. And, I was like, how wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Nutcracker himself obviously is oh is god. is a British soldier from the from that era, and then he's gonna yeah. meet. He's gonna meet. A castaway. It's got a couple of castoffs from the film Zulu and a really uncomfortable Indian character as well. But yeah, I this is. I I don't know. I can't speak for them because I I I'm I'm not who they're trying to represent. I never had a problem with Captain Candy. I thought he was a great piece of representation, and I really loved him as a character. I always found him very sensible and interesting, and um, I loved his outfits. This but... this isn't this isn't from a great place in British history. This, well, uh, and, obviously. And, and, and obviously his little subservient um, member of the Punjab Rangers or whatever he was, you know, who's, oh who's Prince Eric's best God. mate. But yeah, just really, really weird to firmly set this in a part of British history within a fantasy, yeah, within another fantasy context, um, yeah. which I don't think has anything to do with the original Nutcracker. I could be wrong. No, I could be wrong, but weird. Um, but I guess, yeah, you, you, you know, that just went past you because. I'm usually so hot <coughs> on this kind of thing but because I remember it from the first time I watched this movie I remember being so pleased <laughs> I think I spent the movie holding my breath and when Captain Candy didn't do anything particularly awful or racist which is true yes I was like yes. Oh, thank God. What a brilliant... How brilliant. Instead of being like, taking a step back and seeing that he is essentially the sec... I, this thing, I always thought he was second in command to Major Mint, who is very sort of, um, you know, I am the very model of a modern Major General mm. sort of guy. Um, but when you're setting it in the Victorian Nutcracker, where the, the reigning monarch is Empress of India, and you've got this... Indian 
character, shall we say, yeah, serving under a British colonialist wearing major, all of a sudden I've got alarm bells and I'm not. Yeah, so sorry, sorry, sorry to ruin it for you, but it just it just seems like oh, they went a long man. way, long way to clear the story out of some some troublesome detritus. And I wonder if they even not to like shit on America, but like, did like, they did they know what know? they were doing? No, they probably don't. So that, and that and that is where I was going next. Is we always at all these films we've got to remember that Mattel is very much an American company, one of the most American mm-hmm. companies. You know, they're like as American as Coca-Cola, aren't they? And McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and, and, and Disney can be accused of this sometimes, a bit of cultural appropriation without understanding. Um, yeah. Like, don't get me on about the new Mulan movie, because that's the classic example of Disney not understanding the culture they were appropriating. And the mm-hmm. bit, a bit of this here is, oh, this is just, yeah, look at this lovely... Uh, what's, what's the look, look at them getting on. Yeah. And, and, and to be fair, you know, the major, you know, he teeters on the edge of a bit of sexism. But he doesn't yeah. really fight it, does he? He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, these these are fairly. He's he's not meant to be the villain. He's meant no. to be the sort of comic relief. He is. It's... They're they're a sort of bizarre duo. But you're right. It's absolutely strange. And I wonder if they were trying to relate it closer to the ballet somehow, or if oh, they my... just glanced at a history book and saw Punjabi soldiers alongside British colonial soldiers and were like amazing and then like did that without reading the text of like hey remember when we fucking trashed their country and like sh- like col- colonized them yeah um, it, was, it was just it's just a bit weird that the this world that they've gone into is is some kind of sugar caned version of of India yeah very weird but I'm not yeah. going for I'm not I'm not going to but, I don't want to push it too no... There's no other diverse... He's the only diverse character. He's the only non-white character is Captain Candy. And, Except you know, for the giant I... walking toy man with the giant head. Who is he? About the, the nutcracker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's white. Is he? Well, he is. Yeah. Well, he's... He's ten. Yeah, but, but we don't know that yet, do we? We Sorry, don't know. Only, only Barbie knows this. No, only yeah. Barbie's figured out his like looks to camera like he's Martin Freeman in the office. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, whoa! <laughs> Hope they don't realise it's me. Oh, oh, he was a, he was a bad sort of <laughs> Because the sort of running narrative is that the prince was sent away to prove himself when his dad died, which I think is pretty mean. Like, let him mourn, uh, and in his place, the the mouse king, because you have mice as advisors in this land, sort of took up rule in a Jafar type of way, and then became power hungry and stayed in that role, and turned the prince into a nutcracker which is very well, I was going to say unimaginative but it's quite imaginative it's not the first thing I would go to um, I, and I'm a, I'm a bit confused about yeah. the whole mouse's advisor thing as well so why uh, is the mouse an but advisor? was he is he a mouse or is he a man-sized mouse because his size changes in the in the denouement but that might yeah. be down to the magic because even in this magical world of, of of icing sugared India that we have here, I don't think a mouse has ever been anyone. No, even Caligula chose a horse, right? Yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering, is he meant to be a man-sized mouse? 
or was he a literal mouse? I don't know. I don't. It hurt I don't my know head. Because no one else, no one else in this land is an animal except the horse that we come across. Oh yes. Who is non-speaking mm. and just a horse. So how did a mouse become the advisor to the monarchy so much so that they could literally take over the throne and no one would really have anything bad to say about it? Because they're all shitting on Eric. They're like, oh, the prince fucked off and we hate him. Yeah, no, no problem. Eric's dad employed a fucking mouse. Employed <laughs> a mouse, like, and everyone was cool with that. <laughs> it's, the, it's the son's fault. It's the son's fault if, yeah. he, if it's not, not his dad. From, it's like, um... <laughs> Yeah, it's like um, we don't blame we don't blame one of Boris Johnson's children for employing Dominic Cousins, do we? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh my god, it's so weird. Um, but anyway, that's this world's problems. Not mm. nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've just found my notes. I literally wrote, "What a great twist!" Where is the sugar bomb? Yes, they they meet some like random villagers. There's only like four people that live in this town, and they all live in a treehouse. Um, and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some shit happens. It's really really bland. It's quite bland. Um, Clara it's a, it's doesn't a, change It's a gingerbread village much. because it's Christmas. But yeah, there's four people there, and and one yeah. of them's a horse called Marzipan, because that's what you call a horse. I think it's a brilliant name for a horse, and she's purple, and you can buy her, and you can brush Aww. her hair. And of course, we forgot that the land is called Parthenia, which is again just doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> that's just... No, that's weird. That's, I don't know, just very Sounds strange. Greek. Yeah. Or yeah. Narnia. So clearly, very little thought came into this. Um, and and Barbie's not British, I should add. Everyone else is, but Barbie's still like, Hey, what's going on? We're here in England. Um, which yeah. is one of my favourite things. She, she, she is, it is bizarrely... I don't even think the Nutcracker... So Nutcracker was written by... Um, like I say, Tchaikovsky, who's Russian, right? Yeah. So you would expect that... Oh, the, oh, no, I've just remembered. The one the one thing about... The one nod to its Russian ancestry. We'll get there at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just remembered. One thing I will say, that as a role model, Clara slash Barbie is really good in this. She's mm-hmm. got personality. She's down to earth. She has opinions and leadership skills. She reacts to things. She's brave. Um, she has flaws in that she has like doubts, but she's also really clever and resourceful. And like genuinely, she's a really great character to want to emulate. And she's giving off some really great vibes for small children. Um, so I think they really, where it mattered in terms mm. of who they were marketing this to, um, which is possible, you know, there are lots of people out there, Mattel, don't just go for white little girls because you could have really hit the nail on the head and gone more global with this, but um, you don't think about that. Um, So I think she's a really great character 
But yeah, in terms of like the problematic aspects to it, I'm not qualified at all to talk about them, but I can see that they're there. And I'd be really interested to know for people who they really do affect uh, how you feel about it. Is Captain Candy good or is it like, oh my goodness, no. Um, let us know. Yeah, at Email he, us. At least he's not a dick. It's it's not. It's, I, don't, yeah. I don't have so much a problem with the characters themselves. I think all the characters, you know, they they, they are what they are. My They're my mission like, is is innocent. this. This is just a really weird way yeah. to display a fantasy world by basing yeah, it on by on, using on, on colonial history. area India. Yeah, but it's yeah. all right because that what wasn't in in um, colonial era. India were giant, scary rock monsters. So scary! <coughs> I have to say, that was a pretty scary monster. That um, was really scary! Even though he couldn't actually... You know, his bits weren't joined up together. But yeah, the the, yeah. the, the, the Mouse King, now under, with his own new advisor of Pim the Bat, is it Pim? Is that mm. called? Yeah, Pim. Um, decides to hear about the 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 nutcracker and his gang are off to find this sugar plum princess that he knows nothing about so he'll send a giant rock creature after them and to, i assume fucking kill them which is pretty dark um well i think that was his yeah that was his original plan he, he's but, like bring me the nut or like kill the nutcracker or bring me the nutcracker and kill everyone else mm. either way it's like dude and this thing's like 60 feet tall. It's made of... Well, it's not really rock, is it? It's made of granite or something. That whatever the, it's um, like a pillar that was holding up the hall. But, but it's, it, it's huge and it like has got, scary noises. And yeah. It's like one of the Easter Island heads sort of got up out of the ground and started... Yeah. It's, it doesn't belong in this. It doesn't you. belong in this film. I have to say that. It no. looks like it's from another film altogether. Really weird design and scary and 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 yeah, but yeah, he's going to chase them across wherever they're going to look for the sugar plum princess character. Yeah. Um. God, I can't remember what happens now, but they they somehow manage to get to the car. Oh, they get captured. Well, Clara. no. So, so what happens is the rock monster chases them. But mm. luckily, the snow fairies, your mates from the beginning of the film, oh, yeah. who can't actually talk and go, who are terrifying, terrifying. They they do something and make the rock monster fall beneath the ice. I thought I forgot one of the. It was Barbie, hasn't it? Who comes up with the general idea of cracking the ice, isn't it? Or is it no? No, yes. it's the Nutcracker, isn't it? Because <coughs> oh, yeah. he nearly sacrifices himself over it. They get away, and then they find this castle at, at the end of their quest. I don't ever really know what they were looking for but they find it and this is the best bit of the film for me because it's all it's a trap as Admiral Akbar would say it's <laughs> genius because it's not really a castle it's a cardboard cutout with a cage in the middle and they've Pim sorted this out himself and trapped them all like mice if you see the see what we're doing here um <laughs> In this amazingly executed fake castle, which just so happened to set up at the end of the journey, which they didn't know what they were doing and looking for. But forget about the practicalities of that. This is marvellous. And it's the 
cleverest thing that happens in the film. It's very cool. It's a real twist that like you think yeah. they found the, the castle of the Sugar Plum Princess and instead it's a trap. Um, it's really fun the way they like bump into the cardboard background thinking yeah. they're about to go up some stairs and then all of a sudden there's like a million bats that are helping or whatever they are and they're like Wah! and you're like oh shit like and they capture all three guys so it's just clara who's left by herself because they don't and the, um, they don't know who she is they don't know they're like her, she'll die there's no way off this island she'll die it's fine yeah oh yeah because um, there was because there, there was a way onto it but there's no way off that's the yeah thing we've got to remember don't, so she's stuck there with a the horse isn't she Yes. Um, but don't worry too much about Marzipan because she's going to be left behind. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Marzipan. <laughs> she's going to be left uh, left to die. Um, <clears throat> off to the off to the virtual knackers yard with you, Marzipan. Um, <laughs> because yeah, after after yeah. a moment of of depression from Barbie, what am I going to do? She gives up. She literally she gives does. up. She's like well, guess there's nothing I can do. And it's like, all right, Clara. Like, and you know there needs to be like a, a lost or hope moment, but it mm. comes so quickly and so matter-of-factly with her. Like, it's kind of enjoyable the way she touches the locket and she's like, I mean, I could just go back home right now. I, I've probably got some doll's clothes that fit me. I could, <laughs> I can 100% do that. Like, what's stopping me? And then she's like, oh. I guess I should try and save them, like, while I'm here. Oh, how am I going to get off this island? But, like, for a second there, she's very much, like, totally chill with her life as, like, a tiny doll-sized person forever now. Well, she, um, she doesn't even need to go back home, does she? Because she's, she's normal size to these people. Why would you even want to... Yeah. But, yeah, but, she, but basically she's going to die alone and unloved and tiny on this little island. She's going to have to eat marzipan at some stage. <laughs> the, the, the dark thoughts that are going through Barbie's head just for a microsecond but it's okay because this is a Barbie film and no crisis lasts more than 13 to 14 seconds <laughs> and, and and this existential crisis is ended very quickly when your mates those, those those fairies you've been picking on all scary, film scary, so scary come and so save ugly. the day they come and save <laughs> the day by picking her up <laughs> Are you sure you can carry me? I mean, I know I'm like a size zero, but I still have weight, and you are like minuscule. You're like mosquitoes. Like, are you sure you can carry me across the ocean? Strong little flyers. So they get like a piece of cloth and basically fashion a swing, and about a number of them fly her. And remember that this has been a quest. So it's taken them several days, one assumes, to get to the fake castle. Yeah. But the but the little fairy characters. Um, snow fairies. Um, who actually had got Barbie in this position in the first place? Yes. By by freezing the sea and allowing Marzipan to get them into the ice lake anyway. So they're, they're, they must be feeling guilty, I guess. Yeah, they're they, like, they, shit, they... we didn't realise that, like, it's meant to be a twist as to who the Sugar Plum Princess is and we thought genuinely there was a castle over there and yeah. I know we'd never seen it before because we live here um, <coughs> but we just got really excited I guess you can't blame us Barbie no, like, get in the we'll, swing. we'll help you now we'll, we'll we're fix like the proverbial now. eagles of this Middle Earth quest that, 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 they are absolutely like the eagles of the Middle Earth quest <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so 
everyone now gets back to the castle. Right? Yes. We're, we're, we've finished exploring Sugarland, India. The weird realm of. Yeah, and, and we're in a castle. With, Sugar. Yeah, and. Um, and Barbie, which she again, she does quite a lot in these films. Has a little explore around. She she she's quite. She's the, um, very brave. She is. She loves. She loves a. Um, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, I'm sure. But she does love going down a mysterious <laughs> tunnel. tunnel. She's not. She's not put off. She's just like eh, whatever. She comes face to face with two huge guards, and she's instantly like, oh, thank God you're here. The Mouse King needed you in the hall. If she, you don't believe pulled... me, maybe I should go and tell him that you weren't gonna cut. like that old chestnut. But to do it I so mean, she... quickly, oh you're mate, like, she well pulls done, it Bobby. off. <laughs> she pulls it off like a one somebody in a 1980s buddy comedy would. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the one played by Eddie Murphy or Jim yeah. Belushi. He would. Did have you done guys that. hear that? <laughs> and 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 she you does better it go without check it out. batting an eyelid, <laughs> and and she gets. And she and she gets to the place where they're, they're they're holding the three. Oh, by the way, Mouse King's not fucking around. He's gonna burn them to death. <laughs> yeah, he's like building a bonfire in the front courtyard, and he's Everyone like else, gonna he's fry me a nutcracker. <laughs> he's turned to stone. He's turned into a nutcracker. He's turned into bookends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two, um... char- two characters get turned into bookends. Yeah. <laughs> that was no, fun. N- none of this transmutification stuff. I'm gonna burn the fuckers to death <laughs> in a in a real witch finder general set kind them of on way. Light. <laughs> yeah. Move aside, and... Vincent Price. Tim Curry's here, and he's a mouse. So what he does is he only hides them in a dungeon in his castle. But he's also going to hide them behind some kind of invisibility wall. Well, they're in like the Phantom Zone or whatever that thing. They are. Like, is. It is like it is like the Phantom <laughs> like... Zone. Yeah. Barbie can sense they're there, but she can neither hear nor see them until but they can see and hear her. Until she can, because <laughs> the yeah. drama, the drama never lasts more than four point five seconds because Barbie then just senses they're there, and that's enough. It's true love, because Ken puts his hands on the, like, glass, and then, like, Barbie puts her hand out, and they, they're, like, touching hands, and she's oh, like, and they mm, say, mm, you complete I me, and all that shit, yeah. feel my future boyfriends <laughs> around here. Yeah. Uh, so she just, like, on a whim, picks up something heavy from the door and just, like, smashes it to pieces. Like, it could have been anything. I'd have been, like... Well, they clearly be like they must be here, but like I don't even know where to begin as to how I'm gonna start figuring out how and where they're trapped. Like they could have been turned into ants, and I could have stepped on them. Mm. They could be in a different zone where I might need a magic spell. They could have taken a potion that turned them invisible, in which case I'm gonna need something else. She's just like I think they're behind like a frozen wall, so I'm just gonna smash in the middle of the room and hope that something happens. And good for Clara. She was right. <laughs> They're free. So well done, you. Now go stop that burning. Yeah. Well, she's kind of stopped it by by freeing them. They they rush to the <coughs> courtyard and they're like, "Mouse King." Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Which always works. Um, and, and, and Tim and... Curry's like, "No." <laughs> well, that sounded like Tim Curry then. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, because because he's got the magic. Remember, he's got the staff of all power. 
Yes. And 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 I guess at this point we can just say the fight breaks out. Yeah, there's a fight. Giant mouse, small mouse, cardboard box, the whole thing goes on. <laughs> um, it's fun. It's a fun little... And there's the constant worry of the, like, fire that might be set alight and the wood, mm. wood, wood person might be thrown onto it at any point. Like, there are stakes and Clara does some really good, like, throwing herself in front of people to save them thing. Uh, there's a fun little Medusa bit where the, the, the spell gets rebounded on the Mouse King and he, like, falls into a drain... Which is really great. Um, it's a really great fight. It's wrapped up quite nicely. It's a think, shame. I don't think we're going to have many more fights in this film series, so we should just enjoy them now. <laughs> yeah, we should take what we can get. Because it, um, it's a bit. It's a bit. It's, it's yeah. This it, it, it's you know with burning people and and. And, and they were really just experimenting with, mm. with like a bunch of ideas in this movie before they got a bit more sticking to a structure, I think. And, you know, we should appreciate it for that. Like, sure, it's a little bit messy, but there are some really great moments. Um, one of my favourite moments is coming up, and I'm not talking about the very next moment, which is... <laughs> the twist. <laughs> <laughs> Such as it is. Although, it's cocky and in its reveal for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it um I I'm like I'm I can't even be ashamed. I've just gotta own this. I didn't see it coming and I've seen this movie before and I have the doll of the Nutcracker Princess, so I was like when's the fucking princess gonna show up? <laughs> Thinking she was gonna appear in a bubble like Glinda and be like, You can go you could go back at any point, Clara or whatever, but you know to their credit, they don't do that because they easily could have done. It's mm. my basic storytelling that was implementing that, which is why I think I was like, oh, yeah, it makes better sense for the princess to have been the woman we've spent the entire movie with rather than like a deus ex machina at the end. Um, so, yeah, Barbie, Clara, Clara. It's, for whatever fucking reason, <laughs> is, the, is the sugar plum princess. Although, and she has, has like, it no, is never. She didn't know it. No one else knew it. It's never explained. Her parents don't show up and are like, "We are the sugar plum king and queen. You're our daughter. We live in this realm, and that's why we're not in Victorian England. You." I don't know, ran away as a kid and took your brother with you, who was clearly born, like, 12 years after you. I don't know. It's never explained. Like, I don't know why she's the sugar her, plum her, princess, which is princess, why I didn't see it coming. Neither her princessessness nor her sugar plumness is explained <laughs> at all. Um, but she at is. All. But don't worry, they fix that in the next film. Yeah? Yeah. They, 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 they had a look at that long, hard look at the script and thought, we can fix that. <laughs> Spoiler yeah. to the next episode, but um, <laughs> yeah, and 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 this means that um, Eric is restored because she kisses him, and she got yeah. around, she could have done that a while ago, couldn't she, with her little Literally, fucking she... wood fetish thing going on. <laughs> It's, and, and they dance, they do some ballet, and it's really lovely. They have oh. proper New York City ballet dancers doing motion capture, and yeah, I, it's it's genuinely really fun. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed. I thought there'd be more ballet in it, rather than this little recital at the end. Yeah. It's really weird. Like, yeah, the film's but... over. The crisis is done with. And what we get, then, is a selection of ballet 
from the Sublime. Well, quite well done, let's put it that way, with Clara and, yeah. and Eric. And the hilarious with um, the Major and... And Captain Candy doing like the like the like trailer music for Muppet Christmas Carol. You know the one where it's like. But they're doing like. Oh, Cossack dancing! Let's just say it. So for some reason, and Cossack dancing is part of the Nutcracker, right? That's probably the. People of my age will remember variety shows at Christmas time where someone would come on to, I don't know, something starring Bruce Forsyth, and then Cossack <laughs> dancers would come on to that music, and that'd be the only time we ever saw Cossack dancers, if you were, if you were less than middle <laughs> class. But, but these are dressed, these are, these are member of the British military, and, yeah, and I don't know what's going on there. Really yeah. weird, really weird, and of, out of context, but it's like, well, we paid all for this motion capture. We better use it. <laughs> better use it. I think I just didn't like how they fell over each other at the end. No, tried that was to a make bit... it like into a comedy moment. I was like, oh, get up, both mm, of you. You're agreed. a disgrace. Um, so that was a shame. And then, like, genuinely, because I think this is really, really cool, and you don't really see it, I, I assume, in other Barbie movies because there's no need for it. But Clara and Eric have found each other. They're in love because they've spent like a whole day with each other. And to what give happened? Barbie credit, there's no Snow White or Sleeping Beauty shit happening here. She spends time with her princes and gets to know them. Um, it's still not perfect, but like it's there's a relationship growing there in every movie that I've seen so far. So, you know, take what you can get. It's Happy like she met them. somebody at a carnival, though. And, and fell in love with them before yeah. they, before he took his head hat off. But, but it's, but it's his like soul any and Hollywood his movie where they, oh. they go on an adventure together of and course. then they're in love at the end of it. Like, at least we get to see a relationship grow. We don't just meet them one time for two minutes and then wake up to see them and then you get married to them. Like, yeah. there's none of that. It's like they spend some time together. So I'm really happy for that. And so because of that... Clara's like, well, duh, I'm going to stay here in this fucking magical land where everybody loves me and I'm a fucking sugar plum fr- princess and I can marry the prince and <coughs> I can rule with kindness and, like, and whatever. I remember 20 minutes ago she was preparing for a life in doll's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, a good happy twist. And, you know, you're, you're cool with it as the audience. You're like, you know what, Barbie, fucking stay there. Like, it's you're right. It seems made. Like, this is great. There's no bratty brother. There's no smog. You probably don't have to go up a chimney. Like, you'll be fine. Stay here. But, of course, she can't stay here because we've got to get back to... We've got to get the kick. We've got to go back to the first dream level. Um, and so I think it's really lovely how Tim Curry comes out of the drain on the back of the bat and... And, and ignites the locket as it were like for some reason he knows that that's a thing mm. and he like pulls the locket off which activates its power and she's forced to go back to reality which I think is really great because it takes the choice out of her hands so as an audience member it's quite bittersweet because you're like oh my god maybe Barbie's not gonna fucking get married at the end of her very first movie like this is insane and it's just gonna have been some fun little inception adventure that's possibly a dream um yeah really fun 
Of course, this is Barbie's first movie, so that doesn't happen. But <laughs> for now, she's gone back to reality and woken up. And she can't quite tell whether it's happened or not. And and it and it's a really great ending for the villain as well to to genuinely end on doing something triumphantly villainous. Mm. So I really liked it. Um, I think he falls off the bat or something. You know, they have to give him one last like thing where it's like, no, he's, no, don't do this. Yeah, he's he's knocked but, out um, by a snowball, isn't he? Because that's the thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. I've forgotten about the um, snowballs. Yes. <laughs> but but yeah, I thought it was really fun. Um, and I hope I was like the air, and then the movie was like, no, no. We've got more. We've got more <laughs> for you because if this level of Inception, just remember, Barbie is a doll who is also teaching a lesson to her little sister. While Wait, no. Be- before then. No, no, no. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't worry. Who's then in? A Victorian world also within some magical world. So we've got the four layers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, remember that Aunt Elizabeth bought the Nutcracker doll? She does <laughs> one better Christmas morning. She brings a whole <laughs> fucking live living man, mysteriously called Eric, who looks just like the Nutcracker, but not with his head who on. Just who is just wandering around outside. Who she forces to have morning. Christmas dinner with them. <laughs> And, and to be it's honest, so Grandfather weird. Doppelmeyer, whatever his name is, I'm with him. I would yeah, not fucking like, bloat. I'm... What the fuck? Do you know how... and this is Victorian <laughs> time. Elizabeth. It's, it's only recently we've had the garages open Christmas morning here where you can buy <laughs> batteries. You're not going to feed another face <laughs> with no preparation. With no fucking heads And up. to me, Aunt Elizabeth has set this up. Aunt Elizabeth <laughs> has had him outside all night saying, don't you worry, I've given her a little wooden doll of you and I've fed her some psychotropics. She'll be yeah, like, so into <laughs> you when you turn up. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's really creepy when you think of it like that because how does it make sense otherwise? If it's not Aunt Elizabeth doing some batshit crazy stuff with some drugs, it means that... It, it, it's like when you come back from a dream... And you're like, Dogma has the best one. When she wakes up and she thinks her interaction with Alan Rickman at the restaurant was all a dream and then Mm. there's some maracas under her pillow. And it's like, oh, it did really happen. Because there's always something left over from the night Mm. before that they find um, the tooth in Home Alone. Like, all of these things. This is a real live human person who doesn't belong in this world. It it reminded me of The Flight of Dragons, where the woman who's lived in this fantasy realm her whole life, spoilers for The Flight of Dragons, um, agrees to go back with the bloke to, like, modern-day America. And she's like, I want to live with you forever, Peter. And it's like, do you? Because do you understand what traffic is? Do you know that magic doesn't exist and that you're going to have to, like, wash your own clothes? Or whatever, and like the woman in the last Starfighter who agrees to go to fucking space. And mm. I'm like, do you know what you're getting yourself into? Like, this is a huge commitment. Like, you've not been going out that long. And it's the same here. It's like, Eric, you, honey. You're still you, in the honeymoon period of your relationship. Everyone <coughs> was waiting for you to return to rule them. Who have you left in charge of the country? And Marzipan <laughs> still stuck on that island. <laughs> I'm really, Go really worried about Marzipan. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird, weird old shit going on here. Um, that, that if you 
unpack Think it. about for more than two seconds. And I did. It's I really don't cool. want this podcast to be about ripping the shit out of these films. No, no. But same. I think. But I think this film <laughs> has is very strange. It has so much, so many ideas and things are going on in it. Yeah. Um. That I think it does drop the ball a bit. And yeah. You know, th- th- it was its first venture. Like I think mm. they weren't really sure what they were trying to do. They just knew they wanted to get as many characters in as possible, so they could sell as many toys as possible. Um, and you know, I think that's fine. Um, but they, in terms of story, they weren't quite sure what they were going to do. No, it's a ballet. No- There's not really so much as a story as they. I think they go to the Sugar Plum Fairies. Paris and she's like look at all my friends they're gonna dance for you and they're like native dancers mm. or whatever and it's like oh that's nice thank you sugar plum fairy and then she's like well this has been fun have a good christmas and like she goes back to normal world or whatever so there's not really much of a plot in the original one anyway no so they've the- had to try to construct something here they just it feels very sort of like second draft Someone was like, ugh, that'll do. It's now, only Barbie. Obviously, if you remember our last episode, I did complain that Barbie and the rockers and the sensations lacked threat. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a little more threat here. I think the mouse king... There's a lot more threat it, here. It, it, I mean, the quest is pointless. Yeah, they go on a long it's, quest to get yeah. nowhere and stuff like that. But there is, and, and Barbie sort of acquiesces to all her fates very quickly. I'm going to spend the rest of my life as a child, as a, as a doll-sized creature. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to marry this man and live in a fantasy world for the rest of my here. life. I'm going to hook yeah. up with this guy my aunt's brought round for Christmas dinner. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. there's, there's lots of... Yeah, Barbie acquiesces moments mm-hmm. in it. But I think there's there's more. Th- you know, it's definitely better than those. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's not Shrek quality animation. Yes, it's got some weird stuff going down on it. But it's kind of entertaining. It just. It is entertaining. It's it's a bit messy, and I think you know the animation of the people is nice. Barbie's animated beautifully. The dancing's really lovely. The the music's obviously great. Um, I think they did a good job. I think it's a good starting point. And I'm happy that I know for a fact that at least for one more episode, it is going to get better from here. Um, And it's really enjoyable anyway. I think if you want to stick it on in the background at Christmas while you're like wrapping presents, I think it'd be a really nice thing to do and to be honest it's not even that christmasy like you don't have to have it on at christmas no so some um, of the some of the other films are going to feel very christmasy but there is you know yeah this is a film which happens it's like home alone right yeah i mean it's not like home alone but it's like home alone in the sense home alone takes place <laughs> on christmas eve but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a movie you only have to watch at christmas I mean, it is. It's a bad example because Home Alone is the Christmas movie. Yeah, but you. But could, I know. But I you know what you mean. You it. could take it out of context and be watch, like, "It's snowing." You could watch Gremlins then, on a day other yeah. than Christmas Eve. Although interestingly, Gremlins was released at the cinema in June or July, so it was never a Christmas movie in any sense of the word. But there we go. Um, <laughs> th- th- this is not as good as Gremlins or Home Alone. Um, but, but you know, and remember, remember the audience. Worse. Remember its purpose. Its purpose was to entice 
the parents of five to eight-year-old girls into buying a bunch of expensive toys, just like they've Hell been able yeah. to get the boys to do, yeah? The boys the boys yeah. have had this for a long time, play for sets. The, all and... of the 80s was mm. aimed at boys uh, with the toy marketing and the TV shows and stuff. So He-Man it's about and Transformers time. And, yeah. and, and things like that. Thundercats. Yeah, and... Mask and things like that, all these... All these things, the 70s and the 80s. G.I. Joe and... Yeah. Yeah, so and, it's about bloody time we and, got one. <laughs> yeah, although they're very expensive. Um, very and, and, expensive. and just to what I saw on eBay, you can buy Prince Eric, um, which in tradition of toys, um, does spoil the story. If you if you yeah. were, If you were to get the toy before seeing the film... Eric being the nutcracker is no surprise because he's basically a Ken doll with a nutcracker head to stick on him. With a big old scary <laughs> like nutcracker a big, head. <laughs> like a big Mardi Gras thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a bit fucking scary. It's but very they, frightening. But don't worry, they did this in um they did this in the Kong versus Godzilla film. The toys gave away Mecha Godzilla before oh, months months before the film came out. So this is this is always a thing that um is classic. The, the toys give it away, but I don't think anyone was other than yourself was really going to be um worried about. And I don't think the audience has the capacity to, you know, the intended audience isn't going. It's not. Remember, this is before the internet, really. There's, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of people at Barbie.com going, oh, did you see that Prince Eric? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. fine, and it's well-made fineness, and there are plenty of things that are on the TV at that time which aren't as well-made as this. And it's, yeah, and, it, and in terms of characterisation, like I said it earlier, but Clara really is a great, great character. Mm. Like, she really is, like... You know, we we were getting 90s feminism from our Disney princesses for 10 years, getting slightly better, culminating with, like, Mulan and Jane. And then we're moving into 2001, where we've now got Hermione Granger in live-action children entertainment. We've got... So, so Barbie really had her competition set out for her, and I think they knew that, and I think they knew that Barbie needed to be, like, a, a, re- a renaissance woman, if you will, in terms of, like, feminism and role modelness. Like, she needed to be book smart, but she also needed to be action-heavy, but still feminine. Like, Elle Woods was really the sort of icon of that era. Like, smart and pretty, pink and perfect, but, like, brainy and confident. And I think she's all of those things, and that's really cool. Yeah. So how, how many Barbies out of five would you give this one then? <laughs> um, I will give this one three and a half Barbies just because I want to leave room to improve because I think it is a little bit messy and a little bit bland in places. But of course, you've got Tim Curry, which instantly gives you, you know, Well, that gives you one and a half so stars much. by default. And it's just not, it's, by you know, and quite often in these things, you know, that... The Tim Curry role would be a scene-stealing five minutes. You know, he's he's pretty much yeah. involved <coughs> for an hour wow. of the film, um, which so is great. It, it it is, and I think he adds adds something to say. I, I, I'm with you. I think you know, in the context of these films, and and thinking about the ones that I think are going to be of the best, I think this is slightly above par. Um, yeah, great laugh to talk about. Three and a half sounds about right. Yeah. 
Um, so good, solid movie. Terrible adaptation of the Nutcracker story, but hey, great movie. <laughs> yeah, kids. Now, after this, go and look up the real story and, and have your own issues with that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Also, I suggest you read up about uh, British colonialism in India. And, <laughs> and, we're here. And, and what happens to horses if you leave them to die? Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 a good, it's a good start and it's... It, you know, light years ahead of um, the rockers and the sensations. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, the Barbie leaderboard out of 35 plus movies, we're going to put them in some sort of order. Um, we only have two at the moment. But to be honest, I think the Nutcracker is going to be pretty high up. I mean, yeah, the Nutcracker is going to end up quite high up. Mm. I think it's pretty clear it's better than the um, the Rockers <laughs> and the Sensations. So yeah. I guess at the moment, I'm going to make it my number one Barbie movie that I've watched so number... far. <laughs> That's fair. So does that put Barbie and the Rockers at number two? I think it does. I suspect it puts Barbie. No, actually, I don't know. I was going to say it puts it about number thirty-five, but there is uh, there's about twenty of them. I have no idea about, and we may yeah. find that Barbie and the Rockers, Barbie and the Sensations, ends up being, good. you know, the, 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 <laughs> mid mid level excellence. Yeah. So number coming in at number two, solid silver for Barbie and the Rockers from Out of This World, with Barbie in the Nutcracker. She's in the Nutcracker at number one. So that was a good chat, Emily. Um, where else can people get in touch with us? Well, uh, In a Barbie World is obviously found on the Why This Film platform, which is across all podcasting platforms. Double platform, always good. And um, are we on Facebook? We are on Facebook at Why This Film Podcast. Are we on Instagram? We're on Instagram at Why This Film Podcast. And how about the Twitter? We are on the Twitter at Why This Film Pod. Any other way they can support the show? Yeah, if you'd like to support the show, you can head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and support us from as little as £3 a month. Woohoo! And if you're really old fashioned like me, you can um, get your Barbie opinions over to us on email at whythisfilmpodcast at gmail.com. 